Hey friend, are you in the midst of decluttering your home? Are you getting really frustrated with other people in your home for not decluttering their things? And if that is you, this is the episode you need to listen to. So when I started decluttering, number one, I had lots of small children and my husband was gone a lot. He worked longer hours. And so he was home. He was just home one to two days a week. And that was it. And we were, he was not doing housework. He might put his laundry away, but that was it. <laughs> so during that time of the, the seasons, when I was working really hard on decluttering and really trying hard to make sure that I was able to keep up with the things that we had and manage our home well, during that first round of decluttering. What I decided I would do was after I had gone through and made all of my stuff nice and neat and organized and decluttered as much as possible, um, when I would wash my husband's laundry, I would make a stack of clothing that I felt he could let go of, that he didn't need. Um, T-shirts that had crusty armpits, underwear that had some more wear on it than it should. Um, you know, things like that. I just put things in a stack separate and just told him these were the things that, um, I would declutter. And that was my way of helping him, but I did not do any of that until probably a year into organizing and decluttering my own home and (laughs) making sure that my own personal things were out of the way. Because I guarantee you, If you're in your bedroom or any of the areas of your home and you are looking at a pile of things that belong to your husband or um, another grown person that lives in your home, if you are looking at a pile of their things, if you look around that room, you will find something of yours that their eyes are guaranteed to find as a problem area for you that you haven't addressed yet. So, Maybe that's just because you put your bag down in the room and your shoes and your coat didn't have a place to go. So they're in that room, but they have piles of stuff in front of the coat rack or the closet is so full of their things that you can't use the coat closet the way it should be. So, um, if that is the situation, address your things, start taking your things all the way to your bedroom, put them away in your space. You have a contained space for your items put them away. You've gone through, you've gotten rid of the clutter in your stuff. That is the first place you have to start. If you are wanting to declutter, declutter your own personal items. Maybe it's going to be, um, your clothing. Maybe it's going to be your books, your paperwork, your collections, your dishes, whatever specifics they are, but start with your own personal things. And then move into the shared areas that you manage. So what I mean by that is if you are the one who is home doing all of the cooking and dishes and that sort of thing, then you, and that person, you know, the other people in the household rarely use the kitchen and the kitchen gadgets and kitchen items, then you are responsible for making sure that the kitchen is functional for everyone. Now, What that does not include is getting rid of their items from the kitchen. 
So items that they, you know, their favorite mugs or their set of dishes, or you have to think of it like roommates rather than um, family when we are decluttering. You have to think about things separately. Um, these are shared items, you know, the can openers, there's four can openers. What you can do is you can, from time to time, lay out or put a basket of a handful of items. These are things that I don't use in the kitchen. Are these things that you, um, are okay getting rid of? That's how I would do it. Set it up, let them go through it when they're ready. Just say, these are things that I feel like we don't need in the kitchen, um, but before I get rid of them, I wanted to give you the opportunity to take a look and see if there was anything in there that you felt like we really needed. Um, now, if you have already gone through and organized and set up and created a beautiful home for every item in your kitchen and you have that get rid of box ready, when they pull something out, because almost every single time they will pull out at least one item, if not 10, and want to keep them. I want you to show them why you chose to not keep those items. So for example, can opener, we already have this can opener and this one works a lot better. So I felt like we were, could get rid of this one, um, or these other three, which often is the case. Um, we just don't really use it that often. So I felt like just one was enough. Um, and I put it here because this is really convenient spot for it. Do you agree? That's how I handle that sort of thing in my own personal home and also in homes with my clients. So when I am decluttering and organizing with clients, not home. So the clients are not available. Maybe they work from home, but they're not available for me to ask questions. I would typically put the items on the table or in another space so that they can make those decisions about where to put them when they are done. Um, you know, I would ask those at the end. So typically I don't leave without the client or um, they, anyways, there's so many different ways I can do this, but I usually have a moment with the client at the end of the session where I would ask these questions. So I have the box of gadgets or kitchen items chipped mugs, bowls, etc., mismatched spoons, silverware that don't go together. I have a full set for the amount of people that are in their home plus some guests, and I felt like the 37 other pieces of silverware didn't really need to stay in the kitchen. And so I would set those aside and ask the questions. Is there a reason that you had five can openers? It, um, if so, um, did you have a personal preference for which one needed to stay? I saved this one because I felt like it was the best quality and it went best with the rest of the kitchen items. Um, was there anything special about any of these others that we needed to keep them as well? So that's kind of how I approach it as a professional organizer. And I also handle it the same way with my home. When I'm going through my children's things, when I'm going through, um, our shared spaces, I would ask these same questions. These are the movies or the, you know, these are the games that I feel like we haven't played in a really long time. They're not classics. They're just whatever. I don't know that you guys are really wanting to play these. I feel like you've kind of moved past these ages and stages. Now I don't think that these are your favorite toys anymore. Are you okay getting rid of these? And 
most of the time they're fine getting rid of it. I didn't even know we had that one still. Yeah, that one's dumb. You know, whatever. That's how I handle it. And it keeps it from being a tension. I just give them my reason for why I chose these items that are staying rather than what is um, going. And, you know, why I have it in the place that it it fits the best. Um, I put it in this drawer, the can opener in this drawer, because this is the closest to where you would use the cans. Are you using canned beans or whatever in the kitchen? Then it needs to be near the stove, not on the far side of the kitchen around the island from the stove. That's not the best place for it. Far from the pantry and the stove is not the ideal place for your can opener. It needs to be most convenient to the space where you would use it. And so that is how I address these situations. Now with other things um, that I have found people to be emotionally attached to for whatever reason, um, koozies, plastic cups, souvenir cups from different places, um, you know, things like that where people have been really, things that they just really don't use very frequently but they definitely want to keep all of them. Okay. So if we want to keep all of them, but these are not the ones you use when you're drinking a beverage in the kitchen. Um, you only use the koozies in the summertime. Is it okay if we keep the koozies in a Ziploc bag, um, with the coolers, because that's more likely where you would be using it. Would you be okay with that? Instead of having it taking up an entire drawer in the kitchen, usually that works. Um, most of the time they're fine keeping it in the garage or in a, in a cooler or somewhere where they know they can find it and get to it and use it. Um, as long as it's not gotten rid of, and usually they'll pull out two or three, even if they have 20 others, they'll pull out a couple of them that can go. Even just me showing them those items and oftentimes it surprises their, their partners, their wives, their, you know, whoever, their roommates, man, I can't believe you got him to get rid of some that, that, you know, I'm shocked. And it was no pressure. It was just, these aren't something that we use often. Why are they taking up a space in this small kitchen? They need to be relocated to another space. That's, that's all I'm trying to do. Let's find a better place for them because these are occasional use items they don't need to take up your main space. <laughs> Even though they are kitchen items, a lot of times we're not using them in the kitchen. We're using them at the pool or when we're grilling out or somewhere else outside of the kitchen when we go to ball games. So we're taking them in the car. So they're going to be with the coolers, right? Because we're going to take those outside as well. So that kind of makes it um, a solution for how they would use it. Now with the disposable cups, they're, um, you know, souvenir cups, places they've been, or just cups that they like to have. What I like to do is give them a section of the kitchen that they can keep their own items in. Just like with roommates, think about it like roommates. You get your first apartment, you're sharing a room, whatever. You can have a place for your items in the kitchen, even though nobody else uses them and you rarely use them. So maybe, for your husband who loves those um, sports cups and whatever, but he doesn't drink out of them. He uses the Yetis or the Stanleys, whatever his go-to cup is that he's taken out of the kitchen because he needs it to stay cold throughout the day. He's not going for those big plastic ones. What he's going for is, um, is already he's washed it and it's ready to go for him as soon as he's ready to use it. But give him a space, maybe, um, you know, those awkward 
higher up cabinets or um, that you can't reach the top shelf anyways, maybe that's where he gets to put his cups um, or his, you know, special kitchen items that he doesn't use hardly ever, but he wants to be able to get to them when he's ready to use them. Um, that That's my suggestion is to give him a space, give, give those specific items a space and give them a boundary as well. So don't forget the boundaries about it. So I'll let you keep whatever cups, you know, you can keep whatever cups you need to be able to fit them in here. So if you can fit them in here, maybe you don't need four or six of the same kind of cup. You're not setting the table with them. They don't need to match, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, all of your football cups or whatever that had, you know, from this season of the games, maybe you don't need all of them. These, they're kind of faded off. Are you okay getting rid of those and keeping these that look nicer? Are these kind of look a little chewed around the edges? Are you okay getting rid of these handful of them and keeping these that stack nicer. Um, you know, sp- just give them some encouragement and, uh, and a way to support them in finding a place to keep the things that they want so that it works well for everyone, not just them. And it's in the way for you, but making sure that the way that they are keeping them is appropriate for how they're used. They don't need stuff that they get to once a year taking over the kitchen and having an entire large cupboard full of disposable dishes or, you know, those plastic cups with the words all over them from the different places they've been. Um, I've seen this too many times in kitchens as well. So it's the same for your living space. If they have their collections of things, they want to keep magazines or whatever, give them a bookcase that they can keep all of their stuff in. And if it, if it overflows that space, then they need to make some decisions. And it's the same for you. Don't give yourself 75% of the storage space in the home and they only get, you know, 25% for the kids and your husband. That's not that's not being a good team player. That's not helping them to make decisions on their stuff. If your stuff is taking over the home, if they don't care anything about your decor and you're only giving them a space that makes them have to get rid of 50% of their belongings, that feels unfair. Um, and that can cause resentment. We need to be really careful about that. Yes. We want our homes to look attractive and be aesthetically pleasing, but we need to make sure that they function well for everyone who's using them and creating a space that doesn't work for your husband or your children and making them have to, um, really just feel like it's not their home is what happens. And that, that's not gonna, that's not growing love in your home. I want you to be really careful about that when you're decluttering and know a lot of times even for me, when I go in my bedroom, I walk in there and I'm hoping to see a nice and neat bedroom. I want it to feel peaceful and relaxing and calm and beautiful. And I want it to take the stress of the rest of the house off of my shoulders. When I go into my bedroom, I want it to be my place where I get to relax. And I go in and I see the pile of clothes my husband still hasn't put away. And I see the pile of mail that for some reason he brought into the bedroom 
Why would we ever bring mail into the bedroom? The office is the other direction. We literally have an office at the front of the house. And then he also has his room um, up the stairs across from our bedroom. Why did the mail come into our bedroom? That is such a peace stealer. Like it makes me think about to-do lists. I don't want to think about to-do lists. I don't want to think about bills I need to pay, checks I need to write, appointments I need to make, um, subscriptions I need to cancel. In my bedroom, that is not the place I want to have those thoughts, okay? That is the office, Um, um, not ever my bedroom. My bedroom, I want to think about connecting with my husband, sleeping, relaxing, um, getting dressed. Those are the things I want to think about in my bedroom. I do not want to think about the mail ever, school assignments or whatever. I don't want to think about any of that in my bedroom. So the mail should never be in my bedroom. My bedroom is not the place to store paperwork. It isn't. The bedroom is a place for rest, for sleeping, for conversations with my husband, for reading books, for, um, you know, things that make me relaxed and happy and calm, not things that make me think about my to-do list. That is not what I want in my bedroom. So as you are looking around the space, so right now, if I go in my bedroom and I'm looking at my bedroom, I'm going to see those things of my husband's. But then if I turn my head the other direction, I'm going to see that I have um, several things that I need to put away as well. Several. I have a, a basket that I brought upstairs before I had guests this week. And I did not empty it because no one was supposed to be in my bedroom. And those were things that I had. I had like five different diffusers that I ended up bringing into my bedroom, the salt lamp, um, just some random things that just didn't get put away um, after I decorated for the holidays and for different things. These things did not find their way into the decor or the home. And so I need to find a home for them. That is my responsibility, not my husband's. I also have a couple of pieces of clothing laying around the room, a jacket I took off, a shirt that I didn't put away, something that got let my daughter borrowed and put it on my bed. And then it got put at the end of the bed instead of put away. And, you know, just things like that, that I have to put away. So until I handle my own things that are in there, there is no need to have a conversation with my husband about his things. As if I am doing such a good job of keeping my things put away and tidy He's going to see that the only messes belong to him and that encourages him and other husbands and other people in your home. It almost every single time encourages them to get their own decluttering done. It does. Seeing that you've done such a good job, they're proud of you. They're excited for you. And then they don't want to be the problem. So they will, they will start taking care of their own things. So that is my way that I truly do approach it for myself and for my clients Um, in my clients' homes when I'm working there without them. This is how I handle it. And I keep it very calm. It doesn't cause a problem. And if I'm putting it in a basket or something for them to make those decisions later, they can get to it, but it's not in the way. And that is what I want to make sure that we're doing. Don't pile everything that you think that your husband should get rid of on the bed or on the sofa on his favorite chair on the kitchen table to make him have to make that decision today when he was thinking about a million other things and has his own personal to-do list when he gets home of things that he needs to do. 
Um, don't do that to people that you don't want your husband to come in and give you your whole to-do list when you already knew your, the rest of your day was already packed full of to-dos because of your own household and your children and the rest of your daily responsibilities. Everybody has their own list of responsibilities. We're not going to put this on adults. And if we are putting this on our children to make these decisions, you can't force them to make all of those decisions right now. You need to prepare them for it. Hey, when you come home, um, this weekend, when you're home and you have a few hours, I need you to look through these things and see if there's anything to, you know, that you wanted to save out of this box of things that I was going to donate. Um, what I do with my children, I always tell them, I was like, I prepare them for several days before we could do a big declutter in their bedroom or rearrange their rooms. So recently we rearranged the garage and I prepared my children. I said, okay, I'm going to be declutter. I'm going to be rearranging the garage this week. I need you to be prepared to help. Um, but I didn't throw it on them. And then I would just give them like 20 minutes of stuff that I needed their help with. Pick these things up, you know, get the Legos off the floor. I need you to move the Legos bucket, um, out of the way while I'm putting down the rug and vacuuming and things like that. Those are things that they can do even after a stressful day of work because they don't have to be all involved all the time, but they can take a second here and there to come in and help. And they're fine with that. But when I ask them to do a 30 minute task or even a 10 minute task, even a 10 minute task after school feels like a huge burden and like I've ruined all of their free time. I have to be careful of that. I have to be really mindful of how I am making my children feel after school. So when your project is decluttering uh, a certain space that your family members are going to have to make a decision on, it may not get finished the day that you do the project. You may have to be patient with your family and work around their time frame and let your children and your spouse know this is the plan for this week. I need you to be supportive of this. I would like for you to give me a few minutes after work for me to ask these questions and get some answers so we can finish it up. I don't want it to drag on for five days. I need to finish it up in these two days. So please answer these questions. I can send you pictures and let you decide that way. Um, Be supportive of your family is what I'm saying. Be patient with them and don't just throw it all on them. Just like you would hate for someone to do that to you with your already full to-do list. Okay. So that is how I keep myself in check by focusing on what is my responsibility when my husband or my other people, other people in my home still haven't decluttered their things, but I feel like I'm working so hard to declutter. This is what I do. I hope this is helpful for you. I hope that you can find this to be something that you can do for your family. And if you are struggling to find ways to get this done, book an SOS call. I'm here for you. I'm here to help. I want to support you through this struggle and get you to the other side happily. All right. I love you so much. Have a great day. God bless. Thank you for listening to the SOS mom show. You can find more of the behind the scenes in our Facebook group, the SOS mom show that's in Facebook groups and feel free to contact me anytime at hello at the SOS I'm here for you. Make sure you leave a review on Apple Podcasts for me so that more people can find this show and get unstuck and organized and simplify their lives. All right. Have a blessed day. I will talk to you soon. Bye.
Thanks for listening to this episode. Did I say it right?